Welcome to the Edutech Me podcast, hanging out with Jonathan Shack, Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedict, and myself, Ben Newsom. Why are you hanging out today? Well, I'm hanging out because I love movies. Dude, cinema, fantastic. And I must say, we have the ability now to, in perpetuity potentially, uh, have characters that come to life from years gone by or potentially even change them. And uh, Suzette, there is a very... Very, very uh, well-watched series right now on Disney Plus that goes right into us this year. Yes. So without any spoil, so before we're getting it started, this is going to be a spoiler-free podcast. We're not going to refer to what actually, uh, who the particular person is or what it is, but we'll talk about the situation. So on the book of the uh, book of Boba Fett, um, which is a TV series on Disney Plus. Disney has actually got a character that is essentially a digital person. And I don't mean a droid or anything else from the Star Wars franchise or the Star Wars universe. And I'm talking about a character that because the book of the Boba Fett is set before the movies that have just recently come out or in the recent times, um, the actor who would play this role is considerably older than what they'd be in the book of Boba Fett. So they had a situation where they essentially had to de-age this actor. But instead what they've done is they've taken recordings from this actor, previous recordings, and used an AI tool um, called Respeacher to actually voice this character um, as if it was the actor saying the lines, but it's not. And if you really listen, it does feel a little bit off if you actually watch the show. But for the most part, it doesn't actually interfere with the um, the actual enjoyment of the show. And in fact, they also, because they had to get another actor to play the role and then essentially digitally make them the same actor, you now essentially have a visually de-aged person and a digitally... uh, But interestingly enough, also, the person and the actor got the information um, they actually still got the rights as if they had been in the show or in the tv show as a full actor so it's really interesting it's quite complex though isn't it what they've done yeah very much so yeah i mean i I walked past the tv everybody listeners i did walk past the tv last night and my husband was watching this and and today when we were recording this in our our pre um podcast session I went I couldn't believe the the synchronicity of it so we're now talking about the actual show so I'm, I've got to be a little bit more curious so up go my antenna and I'll be I'll be watching a few few episodes now to see if I can pick this out well I find it fascinating because yeah. the logical extension of this is that every actor um, of either sex can be digitized and kept in the library and recreated and that mm. could have major impacts for future talent because they might not be getting the opportunities to act uh, in cinema, at least. You know, there'll still be, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think we're yet at the AI capacity to do it on the stage, but uh, that is still possible, uh, I guess, in the fullness of time. But um, yeah, uh, and then the question at the other end of the extreme is begged, uh, well, who cares? <laughs> As long yeah. as we're entertained. <laughs> I suppose, and that's the thing, like, from, I'm, not, I'm certainly not an actor, but, I mean, it is, if I was, uh, my likeness, the way I talk, the way I move is, well, it's me. And yeah. right. uh, a very famous case, this was Jet Li, who 
refused to be involved in the Matrix series for this issue. And so without going down the legal fund, because there is some, uh, the reality was is that he was protecting his personal copyright because uh, they were going to have that particular, his moves, his martial arts moves in perpetuity to use. And I'm kind of thinking, Suzette, effectively he could have his face replaced perhaps and you'll and never know it was Jet Lee's martial arts moves. It could be, they could be turned into a woman doing the things. It, you, who knows, hey? Yeah, what's essentially what they've done in this show because they had to have had another actor play um, the, the 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 body of the act of the actual role, uh, and digitally change the face to reflect this the original actor, uh, because they're definitely different body shapes now. And so you're you're absolutely right. But I think what uh, what was interesting is like a big corporation like Disney doing this. I think is it's showing that this is going to be this is going to happen. So I suspect you know what's going to start you'll start to see is things like actors and other um, areas or in that this is related to will start to put it in their contract if that happens that yeah. their estate actually still receives uh, the royalties associated as if they had actually done the performance directly themselves. And yeah. you were, I was just thinking about the legalities, the, the whole industry around this as well as you were speaking. So it could be that we're actually creating more work opportunities um, with, yeah, with using the AI. Oh, yeah, anyway. Yes. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, you kind of think about, like, <laughs> you know when you go into this particular large chain burger joint around here, and it's very 50s-based, uh, and there's a picture on the wall, and it's got Marilyn Monroe on it, it's got Elvis Presley on it, etc. I mean, you kind of think about, imagine the movies yeah. where you could, you know, bring Cary Grant or Elizabeth Taylor back into now or whatever. It's just a... At the same point, though, their estate could easily be missing out because that was never predicted back then <laughs> that we're acting in any way. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be, I think Disney is actually a trailblazer on this one, um, not only from a technical aspect, but eventually there's a workers' rights issue as well. So it's, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. But we're talking about um, how much is reality and how much is not and so this realness, and if we've got young, young minds being developed, um, do we want them to live in a fantasy world or in a world that's not necessarily real, but for all intents and purposes, is extremely real? Mm. But I mean, yeah. this is ultimately already the case. I mean, Star Wars, let's, yeah. let's, let's be true, is not a, it's not a realistic depiction. I mean, in itself... It <laughs> Sorry. Sorry these, young, these young people are already dealing with fake news. Yeah. yeah and true. they don't know it's fake. It's true. So, you know, where their grounding in reality ends up being, who knows? I mean, this is a societal problem. And that's why I think there needs to be, there'll need to be structures and laws. And, and government's always been particularly historically slow at catching up on digital innovation in, in, in regards to legislation and how to to Slow deal with it. it. Yeah, I mean, there's also uh, recently um, a artist used a number of different uh, techniques, including AI, to actually create real person representations of the Simpsons. So on her Instagram, she'd actually put uh, different photos and they, okay, there's one, the Bart Simpson one doesn't look particularly real. 
But I've got to say, the other ones are spot on and they are hyper-realistic. Mm. And, you know, turning a completely fictional animated character into a live action without actually using a real person. So, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, ultimately this technology is only limited by our our imagination, but at the same time it has to be, uh, our um, our likeness and our who we are has to be protected at the same time. So it's a balance. There'll be a strong aspect of the marketplace here. The market will demand, if, if everybody ends up being digital at the moment, there'll be a, a demand for brand new actors and actresses, you know, just, you know, hu real humans, you know. <laughs> so the market will determine this eventually. Um, and I was just thinking um, how different movies are already without even the interaction of the people is if you look at Rome in, um, in Gladiator, it looks fake. But you look at um, um, Game of Thrones uh, cities, they look absolutely real. Mm. And again, for young people, when things looked fake, they knew this was a movie and it didn't really matter and it didn't really happen. But when things are actually look so real that you could, you know, smell and touch it, the, the, again, they may not have the grounding that we're looking for. I think um, it's a brave new world, certainly from a theatrical component. I must say, Jonathan, I'd be very curious to see how that put, how an AI could act on stage and respond uh, with a hologram or something. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, you think about the show Humans, where the yeah. um, where the the androids are so lifelike. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you were, we will get there when we build these um, machines. Whether they become conscious or not, we had dealt with that in another topic. But um, again, they could be programmed to act, and possibly with the best voices that the you know planet's ever seen, heard. Gosh, um, I mean, it's such a thing. I mean, you kind of think about well, what are the implications? I mean, of this this podcast has always been about you know three sides of the coin, the both sides and the edge. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the eventually my brain goes towards uh, deep fakes. Eventually. It just, it just has to. But, uh, you know, at the same point, now we know this technology is out there. And if you want to work in the film industry, um, you don't need to necessarily lawyer up. I mean, potentially maybe you should, but at least consider the implications of you being filmed. That's really the, the main part of this uh, conversation. Isn't it? Well, if the last two, two 18 months have been any indication for ent the entertainment industry, the, the use of AI and virtual... Um, um, software has been a bonus to still providing employment, whereas the face-to-face -face or the human, the actual human, the live theatre has has suffered. So if there was a way to use this AI for, for good purposes for those, for those who are out of work or are struggling or whatever, because I know plenty of um, actors, producers, drama, dramatogs, all looking to do a whole lot of teaching, educating, online work. So they're they're, they're actually having to recreate themselves as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah absolutely. So I really want to know if you've been listening to this, I'd really love to know what's your thoughts. Did you watch the book of Boba Fett? Is this was it was it a good idea? Was it a bad idea? Was it contrived or was it really worth their time doing this? And also, I mean, what are your real thoughts of that, where this might go? Love to know what you think of this. Uh, thanks, Suzette, for bringing this in. Uh, really love this uh, particular topic. And again, uh, you've been listening on the Edgy Tech Me podcast, hanging out with Carrie, Jonathan, Suzette, and myself, 
Ben, and uh, we'll catch you another time. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.